0: All right, gentlemen, I propose a question to you. Jeremiah, since you are the resident stand-up here, I'll let you answer this first. Do you have any favorite stand-up comedians right now, like newer generation?
1: Yeah, uh, I would say lately, who I've discovered. I watch uh, some Mateo Lane. He's kind of smaller but he's getting pretty big. Uh, I like you guys. Have you seen Mark Norman? Uh, yeah, I was yeah. gonna bring him up. He's definitely he's gone on my high radar high. lately. Yeah, he's someone who just blew up in the past couple of years. His heckling uh, work is great. Yeah, like, his crowd work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I like uh, Tim Dillon as well. He, he's really good. He's, he's great, and his podcast is hilarious. So yeah, probably him as well. Those are like my top three new ones.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird because even though I think Mark Norman's probably what late thirties. Probably. There's not really too many oh, young yeah. g- young guys in the game or just young people in general that I've uh, followed because I get a good bit on like Instagram, like the young up and coming comedians, but most of them is just like the same material. It's not that good. Right. And then there are like a lot of interesting ones now that are doing, I, I don't know if you would consider like YouTube humor or it's like they do little bits like on the yeah. shorts, but it's yeah. really funny. So I don't know. Like, I've seen that one guy. He's in that uh, cocaine bear movie. Yeah. He, he does, does like, like the real he, aggressive retail yeah. stuff. Who is that? I don't. I don't, I don't remember his uh, name. Um okay. If you look up Cocaine Barry, I know he's one of the guys in the movie, but yeah. he uh, he always does like the retail bits. At least I see it on Instagram where it's like you no know, customer comes in and you know they make some stupid joke and then gets real intense. He actually does that in his stand up. He has the music come in mm-hmm. and everything, and he goes on a rant. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like that. You have some comedians now who are incorporating newer like the technology side of things into. Their stand up, which, you know, a lot of the old heads, they just it's just the jokes and that's it.
2: I mean, that's, like, you you and the wife went and saw uh, Steve Ro a couple years ago. Yeah, and that and was he's interesting. he's very, you know, like, he has, like, videos and stuff. Yeah, I thought he was
0: just going to be, like, stand-up, but it was just, like, always gross, like, beyond jackass type of stuff. Hmm. He had the videos accompanied, it, and then he would riff on the videos, which was actually pretty funny. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. See,
2: and that's, like, the good and bad thing about, like, Instagram, because, like you said, you'll, you'll see something, but, like, with it being from my Instagram, it's, like, it's shared from a person, shared from a person, shared from a person. So, like, even if you do see a guy, he has, a, like, 30 seconds of a couple good jokes. It's, like, I can never find that person again, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you <laughs> know like, their name.
1: That's the thing. Yeah. It's hard to actually know people who they are. And it's just, like, I feel like it kind of dilutes comedy sometimes, though, because it's all short clips. So, it's, like, you don't get, like, a long bit or, like, a long sketch. It's just, like, a 30-second thing which is like pushed a lot so i feel like it's still good but i think it takes away from having like deep deeper stuff that's just my thoughts so. though yeah
0: well i can say i mean just probably from your experience like because i watched some of your shorts and stuff but you don't you know if it's not a full set you can have a great bit you can yeah, even just exactly. have a great moment but that doesn't mean your set was good at all you know right yeah uh so there's a lot of people i see on instagram which is funny because i see a lot of terrible bits and that's their highlight reel that's (laughs) that's what
1: they're showing it's like what the hell did you like hide like uh yeah
2: it's like you're getting laughs but i don't think the kind that you want (laughs)
1: yeah
0: exactly nothing's worse than like the church pity laughs you get when you're doing like one of the small iowa towns or something yeah but yeah so mark norman Theo Vaughn, like, I've seen some of his stand-up. Was, it was okay. I think he's more funny on podcasts and stuff. Yeah. He's just, like, a weird individual. But, yeah, there's not too many comedians right now that I've really been enjoying, which is kind of sad. I watched the Chris Rock special, and hes I didn't realize he's 58. You, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, and he's talking about eating ass and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. nobody wants to see their grandfather <laughs> eating <laughs> ass. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I guess that's where we stand. We'll have some space music here, folks, and then we'll get into the podcast proper and uh see where we go from there you are listening to the drunken pen writing podcast i'm your host caleb james with me as always spencer the tuscan taco tosser church Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know what that means I don't either. What kind of talk is you tossing, buddy? <laughs> you have to subscribe to find out. Ooh. And joining us today, special guest, a stand-up comedian and writer, author of the novel Hive, Mr. Jeremiah Amporphy. <laughs> we thank you for joining us. We're very professional here, as you mm-hmm. can see. We haven't. In- we do a cold open where we don't introduce you at all, <laughs> just have you talking. <laughs> you're so- sick,
1: you're drinking on the job, very professional,
0: yeah. Well, at least it's in the title. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> We don't have you very long here, so I want I want to get into your book first before we cuz they got a sure. little taste of you, know, some stand-up talk, but uh you want to ex- explain a little bit about Hive, you know, give us a quick synopsis here? Yeah, sure. Uh so We hive. seem to get a lot of sci-fi writers on yeah. here,
1: which I like. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's just a alien invasion story, so pretty much an alien force known as the Hive invaded earth a, lot, a while ago and humans managed to come together and defeat it but it pretty much destroyed the earth as it's known and leaves it in this post apocalyptic state and then slowly over time the humans faction discover that the hive is still around but there's more to the hive than they originally thought so that's just a little brief synopsis and anything else goes into spoilers so mm.
0: yeah. well i looked up some of the reviews on amazon and they're pretty favorable like people yeah, seem to be enjoying the book
1: <laughs> yeah now is this
0: going to be a trilogy?
1: It's actually going to be pretty long because uh, it's going to be nine books. So it's Ooh. not all, yeah, it's not all in the Hive universe. There's uh, there's different planets that the stories take place on, and then slowly these stories come together. So that's why it's nine. So yeah, it's going to be pretty big.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So have you started the other books? Because this one came out on, what twenty twenty one?
1: Yeah, the second book is actually almost finished right now. So I'm actually finishing the last draft. So yeah.
0: Did you start writing before standup? uh
1: yeah, I was doing some screenwriting before and then I started writing fiction like a little bit before stand-up just a few months
0: because yeah, I saw that you were uh you wrote for like different magazines and stuff right yeah, or online yeah. publications yeah so then you just decided sci-fi is the way to go
1: yeah pretty much yeah I just uh, got tired of writing about real people and I was like I, want, I like I just want to write fantasy people I think that's a lot more fun because more interesting you can yeah and and
0: there's a lot more readers for that too yeah exactly as someone who dives into literary fiction a lot it's not a good market (laughs) like you get you get academic snobs who will follow you maybe but that's about it like the general public aren't going to read your book but if you got a cool space story yeah yeah. they will have a chance
1: for a franchise and you can get Funko Pop money all that kind of stuff you know that's what I'm looking for
0: (laughs) there you go since your book came out how is uh the whole promotion and social media nonsense going because that's what we fail at the most like i hate doing that stuff
1: yeah it's definitely tough and it's for me it's such a long process of figuring out what works and what doesn't so i've done a lot of stuff that doesn't work and it's like out of i'll try like five six things different services different ways of promoting and it's like only like 10 percent of stuff actually ends up working so it's a lot of trial and error it's been almost two years and it's just now getting to the point that now where it's like oh things are starting to look up and i'm trying to build hype for this book so then when i put the second one out there'll be more of an established audience so that's what i am working on right now but it's a pain in the ass and i agree with you it's difficult
2: well that's like they say uh over overnight success and only takes about like 10 years <laughs> yeah. to happen yeah, Exactly.
1: yeah
0: well like the problem too with doing a series Like you go into the second book, there probably will be some drop off from the first book, especially if you're just not a big name author. That's just going to happen. So you have to promote even harder. And to get people interested in that book. uh, So if somebody just finds out about you, then you have to get them, you know, reinterested in the first one. So you always have to you have to constantly keep that first book afloat. You know, you have to keep it out in attention that I just I don't think I would have the stamina for that. I don't think I would like it.
1: (laughs) we have a podcast that's like i feel like i, I can never do a podcast man i can't i don't know i just don't have the i can't do
0: it man so we started the podcast to procrastinate from our writing yeah <laughs> that's basically oh, yeah. what happened yeah. we did get a lot of readers just from the podcast when we had our website up and we also got like we just met a lot of cool authors and right. you know various stages of their career but we've had uh made some really cool friends too doing this who were like you know published by penguin and stuff and i'm like okay oh, right. so yeah. you know we get those people on here and it's like all right so that if we could help anybody just boost their numbers even yeah, I'm happy right. with yeah that's pretty know? cool yeah, yeah it's like you know you wanted to be on i'm like i don't even know you but fuck go ahead yeah. <laughs> like, i don't care Well, what do you guys write well i know you
1: guys are writers too but i'm curious as to what you guys do
0: well, um, Spencer, you're more like sci-fi and genre. He's more genre, genre guy. Yeah, I write. I do like fantasy and stuff. Not like Lord of the Rings type fantasy. I'm not writing that, but uh, like magical realism, like Haruki Murakami type oh, stuff. Okay, right. Cool. I always air more on the literary side, which has been a real ball busting experience this year because I've been doing a lot of submissions to get published in literary journals, and I've had some yeah. success. But you know, like I said, it's like a lot of people aren't reading that stuff. Yeah. uh i really like writing horror and sci-fi stuff is fun too the only problem is those markets are so saturated if yeah. you want to get mm-hmm. those short stories published you're on a eight-month wait list and then yeah. you don't need, you're probably not going to get published anyway even if it's good yeah uh i'd imagine with your experience writing you know a series we've had a like i said we've had a couple people on who were sci-fi we actually got a sci-fi writer coming on next week and he has, he has a really good series. We covered his book, which uh, we might do for you if we, you know, get a chance. Do like a book of the month or something for Hive would be cool. But, um, he, like you know, he got a good boost when we were talking about his book and stuff. But just doing the prolonged series, you ha- your book really has to stand out because there's so right. much content. So it's yeah. like, what makes your book original? Why do people want to, you know, read your work instead of going into the 10 volumes of The Expanse or whatever? Right. Uh, That's what's
1: funny, too, is like, that's how stand up actually helps me, because when I'm on the road and I'm doing tours, and I'm at my shows, I sell books. So it's a huge boost of like people who wouldn't usually buy it and you just because people see you and they're interested and then it's just like, oh, I just get sales. So it's like stand up helps so much with that in terms of like having a unique angle. Uh and it's just difficult to like be a unique person because it's like you do have to kinda of, as an entertainer, you have to sell yourself and even as authors like you have to sell yourself too. So it's yeah, you're right, it's difficult with the saturation.
0: Well, that's the main thing about being a stand-up is even the introverted stand ups you have to put on an air of extroversion. You have to pretend no. that you're like, you know, I'm everybody look at me. Yeah. You have to be the center of attention and you have to crave that damn attention. As authors, usually we kind of shy away from that. Not everyone, but a lot of authors, they just want to write the books. They just want to yeah, write the but, stories, you know? They don't want to yeah. do all the interactions and stuff. Yeah. But you kind of have a leg up now because if you're doing the stand up and you can get those people interested in your personality, especially if you can, which I'm sure would be tough over time. But, you know, you start getting solid 20 minute bits, 30 or, you know, sets, 30 minute sets. Eventually, you could probably build up to where you can incorporate maybe just a little bit of uh your writing in there like yeah. your storytelling and then that'll get more people interested in what you're actually writing about like your sci-fi stuff
1: yeah that's true that's a good point point. and it's just it's funny because i don't see like when we were talking about promoting and stuff with comedians like you don't see a lot of author reels on instagram like you don't see yeah. a lot of authors on instagram with like doing short clips of like here's me writing like it's just yeah, not, yeah. so that's, that part is so hard for authors because it's like what do you do it's just yeah i don't know
0: the, the main thing you get, you get like the Instagram poets, which is probably TikTok oh, poets now. Yeah. But that's, again, that's like that usually it's garbage. I'm just going to yeah. say that, that shit's <laughs> fucking terrible. I don't know. Teenage girls like it, but, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. they, they sell, so more power to them, and I'm not going to shit on it all, but generally it's usually like fucking i don't know mid-20s white girls doing that stuff yeah uh but then you get like guys like us if we want say i want to do instagram or uh tiktok like i want to have some kind of here's my author process and i you have to be real animated and yeah true usually what they go into is like the book talk where they do the speed reading of here's my synopsis of 1984 and they just blast through it and it's like you don't learn anything and it's really annoying (laughs) yeah those are popular, but as far as your own work, I don't know how you promote it like that.
2: Well, and also, I don't think a lot of people on those uh at least on Instagram, I don't really see. I don't know about TikTok because they don't have it, but I I'm sure like writing and reading on like popular tags yeah. in those, you know, in those apps to begin with.
0: Yeah, all the tags and stuff. Like I had to do that when we had the site up and it's just like it did bring a lot of people in, but even now when I do like say the podcast post, I barely pay attention. I'd be like, oh hashtag whatever saved in my phone podcast yeah. community, yeah. but like I just the, the problem is I just don't care because it's not fun. And I know you get more listeners, like you said, we were what up to thirteen on the writing category, mm-hmm. so that's cool that we're getting some yes. attention. But yeah. it's like I don't the promotion part is just not fun. Well, I yeah. was telling him off air. I think it was last week actually. I had somebody. Uh, Message me who wanted to be a producer for the show and i was like i don't know how much that would cost but no (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, for a writing podcast no he's like no like please not yeah (laughs) Uh, i don't know if you've gotten that uh like in the stand-up especially because you get that some as a writer it's usually vanity presses and you know these like these hunters trying to get you to do whatever but i'm sure in the stand-up you uh you get people say hey you know you could come and like different bookers and stuff promoters and agents and like especially when you reach a certain level everyone wants a little bit of what you're selling yeah um well, it's, yeah
1: exactly it's funny because like no one wants a piece of you and then everyone wants yeah a piece of it. <laughs> it's just like there's this very it's like once you cross over that line of like oh you matter now so yeah. yeah i mean i prefer that though if everyone yeah. wants you know, nobody like fuck that'd be way better
0: yeah send that producer to me i don't even have a podcast but yes. i'll do one. like i'll just yeah <laughs> you know what actually that made me think of something that's interesting so, we've talked a lot on here about when you want to get an actual book deal. Say you want to be a traditionally published author. If you try to get a book deal, a lot of them now, and this even goes with like just submissions to magazines and stuff, they check your social media following. They want to make sure you already uh, have a, they don't want to do any marketing for you anymore. They want to see if you have an audience. And now I'm thinking about it, stand ups even worse with that. Like if yeah. you wanna like say if you wanna be a bigger name, I would imagine who whatever promoters that you might want to get into, like, you know, like the comedy store or something, like mm-hmm. you want to go to a bigger like a more uh, established established venue, they would check it's like, Well does this guy even have a following? Is he worth getting in here? Does anybody know him? No, you're gonna be an open mic person for a while. <laughs> like
2: yeah. yeah, like how many followers do you have to have to get into Joe Rogan's uh comedy <laughs> club? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I just, I don't think that would be fun. I don't know, because we, we both flirted with the idea of doing stand-up like such middle-aged white men Damn. that we are. That's what you do. Not so much the idea of writing material or getting up in front of an audience scares me. It's just the idea. I was like, oh, I got to drive city to city, it, live in shitty it, motels. Yeah. Like- it's definitely yeah. Yeah.
2: the travel. Like <laughs> I think I would I would be able to eventually get okay with slowly getting in front of bigger and bigger people, yeah. but it's, it's the travel. It's like, yeah. That would be terrible. Uh, no,
1: it's yeah, it's uh, it's fu- The travel is fun because I'm 25, though. So yeah. I'm like, oh, this is fun. I'm in a motel. I'm drinking. But if I was 45, then I'd be like, I failed. It's like, you know I Like, I don't know. It's but, but you, even uh, as like a s- sense, yeah.
2: but like even as like a, sus- a successful comic, like who's been doing it for like you know, they still have to fucking travel. Maybe not as much, but they still have to, like, you know, every weekend or whatever, go fly or drive someplace. And it's just like, oh, man, that's such a pain. I hate doing that stuff.
1: Yeah, you're right. And the funny thing about stand-up is people say you get to travel, but it's not traveling in the fun way. Because when I go on the road, it's like I go to a small town. You get there at 3, the show's at 7.00. And then you go to bed. It's just like so. It's not like you get to experience where you're at. You you get to experience the all the motels. Yeah. You're at. Maybe you get to hang out for like an hour or two, but other than that, so yeah, that's the kind of the aspect of
0: it that's tough. Especially if you have like multiple tours, like tour dates. So you go, okay. I'm in Winnipeg today but tomorrow I got to go all the way down to Ontario. It's yeah. like what the fuck? Like you don't get yeah. to experience anything, you're just driving the whole time. I don't yeah. know the distances between those two places, they could be astronomical for all I know, but well,
2: I Canada seems like one of those places no matter where even though that they, they could be neighboring towns, they would still be really far apart. I feel yeah. like
1: <laughs> Yeah, Canada's very uh, sp- uh spread out. So it's like it's pretty doing stand up in Canada is really tough because it's so spread out. So, yeah.
0: I know they have you guys have like weird hate speech laws, like they've enforced it lately because I remember seeing some comedians got sued for making fun of like there was a comedian got sued for maybe it was a couple of years ago for uh is like a charity event or something he made a joke about like a handicapped kid? Yeah. and it's like, you know over here, we don't think like you know getting sued for making a joke would be an impossibility. Like we wouldn't even think twice about that happening, but up there, do you actually have to worry about like some of your material getting picked up trending, and uh, then it's like, oh shit, am I getting trouble?
1: Yeah, not, well, yes and no, because that guy who got sued, he actually ended up winning the trial, but it was like a few years that it took for him to actually win, so he he ended up winning the trial and everything, but uh, I think it's like, the funny thing about stand-up in Canada is like, sometimes you'll get in trouble from other comedians who are like, you can't say that, like that's, so it's, yeah, so it's really interesting, but it's not that bad, it's not, it's pretty rare for it to happen, but it does happen, but it's just, yeah. It's not a
0: huge deal. Well, I mean, they say, even though we got, like, the freedom of speech here, that you could just pretty much say what you want. That doesn't mean you your know, freedom you know, of consequences. Like, Norm McDonald yeah, famously yeah. got banned from Iowa, I think, or Idaho, one of the two. Like, he did he did a stand-up, spe- or he did a set in front of, like, some wholesome crowd mm-hmm. that was so bad that, like, the governor just banned him from the whole state. Wait, uh, who was who this? Norm Macdonald
1: oh oh my
0: god <laughs>
1: wow yeah that's worth that's, looking up that story yeah. it was
0: really funny because he started off like because they told him hey you can't have a dirty act this is like a family establishment right. or something like that and he immediately went into like horse fu- like cock fucking something or other because yeah.
2: he probably didn't even have a dirt that like that setup, up just as soon as they told him like hey you can't yeah he do just, this. Yeah. He's yeah. just like well
0: yeah, once you say
1: that you can't do it it's so hard <laughs> to not yeah
0: uh yeah, that, that, that'd that be hilarious, though, because I think they said, like, by the end of the show, there's only, like, a couple people still in there. Oh, my
1: God, yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that Canada is not completely devoid of comedy, because uh, a lot of yeah. great comedians come from Canada, yeah. but they always migrate over to the U.S., so I was always always wondering, like, is it just suck to do comedy up there? I know you guys cool. have a lot of festivals.
1: Yeah, sure. It's like, Canada is actually very tough because, for example, I'm from Vancouver. I'm from uh, British Columbia, which is the province. And the thing with Canada is it doesn't have a lot of industry. So it's like you have to work super hard to actually make anything of yourself. Like for me to do tours, when I've toured, every tour I've done, it's always been stuff that I put together myself. Mm. So it's like you have to work super hard to get what an American comic would get easier or like a European comic would get easier. So it's just like the lack of industry makes it so like you have to really fight. So I think that's why there's a lot of really good Canadian comedians, but it's really hard to make a real career in Canada. So, yeah.
0: Do you have any ambitions of doing sets in the U.S. at some point? Yeah. I
1: mean, I'm actually more interested in moving to Europe because uh, I would move. To, I wouldn't really move to the U.S., but I would tour the U.S. So
0: mm-hmm. the dangerous gambit. You- yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. recommend that unless yeah. you go to the Midwest. Maybe I, don't, yeah. I just uh, not a very safe place anymore. I would. That's another thing you talk about touring. It's like you really want to go to Chicago, yeah. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> 'Cause not, I'm not I'm not
1: famous yet. It's only the worst places will take me. So they're like, okay, like yeah. I,
0: I mean I think it'd be fun. I don't know. I it'd like be something day. to do. I mean we've been to like even just like Cleveland's a little yeah, sketchy, yeah, but yeah, this
2: is super sketchy <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. I-
0: I would do a comedy show there, but yeah, I don't know.
2: Well, it doesn't help that the one time we went there, it was, like, in mid-March.
0: and It was, it was st. st. Patrick's Day, and everyone yeah. was fighting. But it was also oh my God. Sn-
2: it was snowing, and, like, a huge Cthulhu-like fog kept on rolling through town to give it that nice, like, Gotham-y kind of doom dread. Oh yeah, we were God. doing
0: a press gig in Cleveland. I would not recommend it. Uh <laughs> I thought I thought Cleveland was like nice. That's what I've I I've never been.
1: I've never known anybody who's been. But my perception is Cleveland is just like a nice. The first place.
0: time we ever went to Cleveland because we're only what three or four hours away from yeah. Cleveland because we're south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we went to Cleveland for a press gig. We had uh, what was that Wizard World? Yeah. So we were covering that, and we drove in on Saint Patrick's Day, and our hotel was right in the middle of the city part that was shut down. And I'm not shitting you. Everyone was just fist fighting. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. (laughs) And then we went out at night to get some pizza. And again, it was (laughs) because it was St. Patrick's Day. It was just drunken buffoonery and it was not safe. Uh, Then I think we went back again. For a different year. Not St. Patrick's Day thinking it would be better. And it was somehow scarier. Oh, my God. Because there was nobody from out of town there. Because you have, like, the downtown area that's kind of nice, but then everywhere else just looks real sketchy.
1: Okay. So they're, like, angry drunks over there. So they're just angry fighting drunks. They're not happy drunks.
0: More like if the drunks were on heroin and, like, the stab. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Spencer almost got a fight with a bum. Yeah, yeah. You're almost assaulted. Well, because he he tried
2: to... uh, we were coming back from getting the pizza, and the you know one of, one of the bums were trying to get some money off of us. And then he was like, "Oh, where's your hotel?" And we told him, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I can show you where that is. Like, we we know where the hotel is." Bad move, by the way, yeah. even
0: telling him where the yeah. hotel was. We just wanted to get him away. Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, he tried, uh, he
0: tried. Well, he strong armed you for five dollars. Yeah, I think I
2: like threw five dollars at him, so he just let like, just like leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> but then he got but
0: he got mad at you for something.
2: Like only five
1: yeah i don't, I don't oh, know oh my god these people are these even their homeless people are rude very very yeah, right. yeah, not a good place
0: but Man. but columbus columbus is nice yeah if you do comedy columbus would probably be a good town because that's like nice and clean that's a college town that's what you want well, if you want to go to college towns
1: right yeah, yeah i mean i know i do i i missed out on college girls when i was that mm. young so i want to <laughs> <I wanna laughs> yeah be an older creep you know (laughs) not a full creep but like (laughs) i recommend growing a
0: thick mustache (laughs) yeah exactly i need to get more of a mustache i need to yeah (laughs) but you were talking about the like the european comedy scene i other than like you know like the uk and some you know like some scottish and like jimmy carr and stuff like that i don't know too many european comedians i don't know what the comedy scene's like over there
1: Yeah, it's funny because there's actually not that much, there's there's not that many famous European comedians, but it's actually easier to make money. Because I know some European comedians and people who have been to Europe and they've said that like, oh, you actually get paid more performing in places like the UK or whatever than in Canada. So Europe is actually better for making money, but worse for like making fame or whatever. So, yeah. Huh.
0: Well, I mean... Fuck it. I mean, you want to make some money. So. Right. I- yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, so do you have any plans on building up like your YouTube or anything like that? Yeah.
1: It's funny because I was actually doing YouTube for a little bit, but I delete, I uh, privated all my videos because I was looking for a job. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and now that I've gotten a job, I'm going to wait like a week and then I'm going to unprivate them and then start uploading again. So it, it, I actually just got a job. But I'm starting on Tuesday, so I'm gonna start up on the YouTube again pretty soon. So I'm that's, that's
0: that. a smart move. That's Have you thought th- about yeah. taking up a fake name? Yeah, like no, a stage no name. I gotta use my real name. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it was funny because I wasn't getting a job. It took me a long time, and I was thinking, is it because they're seeing my YouTube channel? Because my YouTube <laughs> yeah. channel had stuff that
0: yeah. people would see,
1: and they'd be like, "No, we're not, we're not hiring this guy." So
0: yeah. Well, I think I saw today you had a small bit about sawing off someone's head or something, or yeah probably missing (laughs) woman with a missing head i don't know but yeah not necessarily family friendly not uh corporate values and whatnot and i imagine in canada they're even more strict about that kind of stuff when it comes to the corporate i don't know all corporate people are fucking shitty um well i guess we're at the 30 minute mark so if you gotta duck out we can go uh
1: sure yeah i'll just uh i'll just mention that my novel hive it can be found just at www.jeremiahu.com uh if you're someone who's recruiting me for a job none of what i said is true be on this podcast. I love Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland uh, Rocks. Yeah, Cleveland <laughs> Rocks. <laughs> Cleveland wants to offer me a job. I love you. Uh yeah. But thanks, thanks for having me guys. This yeah, no
0: problem. That was fun. Um if you ever want to come on again, just let me know. When your second book comes out, that'd be a good time to promote yeah. it, you know. Yeah, maybe like, like we, we sure.
2: were talking about uh if we get around to reading, you know, hive soon or something, we can have them have have you back. Maybe do a little yeah, bit more sure. in, in, in depth a little bit, of you know.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing is I always hate when we have someone on. It's like, we didn't read your book. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't have time to read your book yet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, you know, we could do something like that in the future. But, yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, the folks will definitely check you out, I'm sure, because you'll get the big DPW spike. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, sweet. Thank you, man. Right. Have a good day. Yep, see you. All right. Well, that was our guest. Uh, normally, we don't cut things out that quickly, but he actually had something to do, uh, but that was fun. Yeah. We never get stand-up comedians on here, so I like that. there's mm, yeah. two guys who pretend to be funny. It's yeah. Nice somebody, that, actually somebody, somebody that's really funny. Yeah, somebody that's actually funny. If you folks want to check out our stuff, well, first, you can follow us at DPW Podcast Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We should probably make TikTok skits, but... Again, like we spoke about on the episode, I just no, don't...
2: No, because remember, what was that last week or the week before, before the podcast, uh, I, I was breaking it down, you know, here in the studio. Oh, the twerking, yeah, yeah. the twerking,
0: and you said no. So, I mean, that's basically, that's the only thing that's on there, right? Listen, that was gross, okay? <laughs> I mean, I know gross stuff sells, but come on. Uh, If you want to follow me, folks, I will have a publication up, not next week, the week after, I think. Uh, what is that? on uh, Literally stories, I believe. Uh, you can check out my website, CalebJamesK.com. I'll have information on there. I'm going to start publishing some stories that keep getting rejected on there, too. Yeah. So uh, check that well. off. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, this was going to be my cold oven before we had a guest. No, it wasn't. That doesn't make any sense because it happened today. <laughs> I would have liked this to be the cold oven. Let me say that. So I'm going to tell you a little story, Spencer. Story time. This happened to me earlier today, and traumatic 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 so i gave you the tour of the gym yes yes the other day so you got to see our fine basement gym i go to it's a private gym uh the bathroom leaves much to the imagination it's not the nicest there's one guy every day when i go who's always pissing in the toilet with the door open and never flushes isn't there a sign about flushing in there there is and he never fucking flushes so anyway at the end of my workout today i go in the bathroom to wash my hands.
2: Yeah, because it's a, like an it's like an old schooly gym. Like yeah, you, you got like rust and you, you gotta, you stuff on Grammy your
0: hands. Yeah, because I, I always go on my lunch. Like I go eat my lunch right after the gym, so I always wash my hands real good. Because like you said, rust and everything. So I'm washing my hands, and we have a shitty little fucking soap thing. Somebody put water in, so it's like extra liquidy, <laughs> and it shot on my cheek.
2: Ew. I'm like
0: ew, yeah. So I hurry up, and wash my hands, grab a paper towel, and I wipe off my oh, cheek like such. Is it wet? well no yeah oh. it's wet but that's not the gross part Spencer the gross part is that I have my $250 to $300 project rock headphones in the uh, little buds yeah and here's the thing I know they're overpriced but I like them they work really well and anyway I hit the right one out and it fell right in oh. the fucking pissy toilet oh. it landed right and did th- you just flush it away there's not much water, and it's all concentrated just a little bit on the very bottom. It's one of those toys that somebody shits, and it smears right down the side. Uh-huh. Dry smear. <laughs> fucking terrible. So anyway, I'm just staring at my headphone <laughs> floating in this fucking yellow malaise. I'm like, oh, God. I got to get it out of there. I, I did think. I was like, should I just flush it and buy new ones? No, they're almost $300. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I got And the music stopped, by the way, so I was like, it might be broken. So now I'm calculating the risk versus reward here. Yeah. I grabbed the filthy fucking toilet scrubber because that's the only thing in there that I could use to dig it out and I scraped it rub all the shit fucking <laughs> whatever on the headphone but can't get it up because again the toilet it's a small toilet and has a small toilet hole and the water's all concentrated at the bottom so I can't even get a backsplash to get it up long story short I had to barehand it <laughs> in the fucking cold piss to get my headphone out and then I just fucking washed the shit out of it with the soap Like, you're not supposed to wash a headphone like that. (laughs) I washed it and washed it and washed it. Washed my hands 50 times. (laughs) This is still dirty. Headphone works. Yeah. I didn't put it in my ear, but (laughs) I pressed, like, it still works. Might even work better. So, you know, Uh, anybody thinking about buying Project Rock headphones, solid purchase. Would they
2: make it through a fucking nasty toilet experience?
0: Yeah, but that was one of the worst things that's ever happened to me physically way worse things have happened to yeah. me. emotionally way worse things happen to me but that was like one of those nightmares along with oh i dropped my to- my toothbrush in the toilet yeah but at least that you're just like i'm throwing it away yeah but this is something expensive like phone in the toilet probably is number one right? yeah phone in the toilet i think headphone is a close second yeah or um
2: glasses if you had glasses
0: glasses that's another one because
2: even though that you can clean those off they're never they're forever unclean forever tainted uh, that that just sounds like a terrible experience. Oh, because I got a fucking and now flush. and now I'm just waiting for you to you tell me that story, then you just
0: take your headphones off, and you have them both in your ears <laughs> right now.
2: Like, I'm just giving in.
0: Yeah. And so not only this week I hurt my back, and I'm sick for some reason, But then that happened. Can you get pink ear? Mm, maybe. I, I don't want to. Like I said, I didn't put the fucking earbud in. I did break a little bit of luck on my side in that when I knocked the headphone out, the actual ear tip... It has a little soft tip. Yeah. I thought it fell in the toilet, too, and it got flushed because I flushed it after for some reason. Mm. I don't know. Why. I was like, piss. <laughs> no, it actually was stuck in my ear. So, the part uh. that actually really goes deep in my ear did not go in the toilet. Oh, okay. So, that is fortunate, but yes. So, things I don't want in the toilet, <clears> earbuds, <throat> phone, probably my wedding ring, <clears throat> Uh, but I wear silicone ones, so I'm not wearing one now. Yeah. But I just throw those in the garbage. Fucking yeah, butt. you got like 10 of them. Yeah, maybe like your father's ashes probably (laughs) wouldn't be good to dump in the toilet on accident. If you have like keys, yeah, like keys, you know, like maybe like a newborn baby wouldn't be so good. But other than that, I don't know. That's the state. It just, it was one of those things I watched it too fall and I stuck my (laughs) hand out to save it. I was like, no, my reflexes aren't good because I work shoulders today. Bloop. That's it. It just went bloop and right to the bottom. See, that's whenever
2: you do have money, you just want to took the other one out, dropped it in the toilet, too, and just flushed him away forever. And go
0: beat up the guy that was still in the gym, that had pisses in there. Because he just doesn't flush his piss. Or even
2: still, if it, even if it the was... The toilet that- was all the way up, too. That's another thing. I mean, even if it was, like, an unpissed-in toilet, it's still a very publicly used toilet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It'd be like one thing if maybe like if like you were doing stuff around the house and you were listening and it, and it was your own toilet. Like that's still gross, but at least it's like,
0: hey, it's like me and the wife stuff. It's, you know, it's. And it's a gym toilet, so you got a lot of pre workout shits going on in there. Uh, and just sweat. Like there was a guy yesterday. He does it every day. He goes in there. He was mid squats, all of a sudden just racked it, went in the toilet for 20 minutes. <laughs> I was like, dude. And it was rank, because again, I went in there. That wasn't today, was it? No, that was yesterday. <laughs> that was yesterday. I was had to remember because like, oh my God, that would be like what if somebody took a no I'm not <laughs> even going in there imagine if it landed on a log <laughs> <laughs> bloop just like a little flag uh, planted so anyway I just I, I had to tell that story while it was fresh in my mind because that Aww. was it did scar me a little bit because that's one of those things like it's never gonna be clean again never and the worst it's the right one which on those headphones that's the one that has the play button and stuff uh, like and that's the one that ye- syncs up so the left one doesn't work without that one if it was the left one that fell in i just like I'm never using the left one again yeah. I'll just always have one you know earbud Uh, So anyway, folks, I hope that didn't disturb you too much, but Uh. we thank you for listening. We thank our guest, and uh, we'll check you next time.